Well, welcome everybody. This is episode 13 of our Heaven Series podcast. We are so glad you are back for another episode. And if you're joining in with this podcast for the first time, welcome. This might feel like a bit of a random dumping you in the middle of the conversation, but we're so glad that you've chosen to tune in and uh, yeah, head back in the series and listen from the beginning if you have time. That would be really cool. So we are continuing our uh, kind of final leg of this journey that we've been on as we explore what heaven will be like, why we can put our hope in heaven, how we can be confident about heaven and the difference that that makes to our lives right now. And in this final leg, we're asking the question, well, how do we actually get to heaven? How do we live in the direction of heaven? And uh, I'm joined by Chris today. Hey, Hey, Becky. Great to be back. This this is a great, great day, I think, coming up. I'm really looking forward to reflecting on this uh, passage that we've got from yeah. the Bible today. And uh, yeah, I think almost kind of certainly the whole week is almost in this passage, I think, in terms of like, uh, how do we get to heaven and yeah. what's waiting for us, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm excited for today. So in each uh, episode, we're asking questions of a text in the Bible that helps us to understand a little bit more about heaven. And uh, today we're kind of coming at our passage today with the question of what well, is anybody good enough to get to heaven or how can I be good enough to get to heaven? And if you've been following, if you've been following along, excuse me, (laughs) if you have been following along with our Sunday series, then this is a question that Chris asked in the final message of our Sunday series um, is getting to heaven about being good enough. And uh, so today we are diving into a passage again in the book of Philippians. So if you listen to previous episode, Uh, We talked about this passage a little bit earlier on in this book um, in the previous episode. Chris, do you want to introduce us to the book of Philippians again briefly, even though we talked about it yesterday, and specifically a little bit more about Paul, the writer of this book, that helps us to understand this passage a bit better? Yeah, definitely. Well, Paul was one of the first followers of Jesus, but before all of that, he was a leader in the Jewish religious faith. So he was a Pharisee, which meant he'd been taught from a very young age about the Jewish scriptures and the Jewish laws that uh, they were supposed to keep. He would have been living that out. He says about himself in other places, he did a great job of living out the kind of religious laws and uh, rituals. He would have been very clever because it was only the best young men who were kind of kept through the the training system that went on in the Jewish faith. So he'd have been totally steeped in in the the Jewish faith, out of which came Jesus. Uh, And uh, Paul became aware, I guess, of uh, Jesus and the followers of Jesus. Jesus when he started to hear about this movement that was starting uh, and uh, as a Pharisee, as a kind of holder of the Jewish faith and traditions, he was very against this Jesus movement and actually went around leading the persecution of the very first Jesus followers. So torturing, killing, horrific kind of stuff that he was involved in. And then he had this incredible encounter with Jesus himself. uh, And that completely transformed and turned around his life. And uh, he went from being a persecutor of Christians to being a leader of Christians almost overnight, really, because of this encounter, started lots of churches, took the message of Jesus to places where it hadn't been before, places outside of the kind of Jewish sort of um, remit, I suppose, or or places where a lot of Jewish people were. Um, And uh, he then wrote letters to those churches he'd started and others that he was aware of to kind of try and encourage them, inspire them, sometimes challenge them if they 
needed that, speaking to different situations. So, yeah, really, really important guy in the kind of story of the the rise of the Christian faith, the Christian movement in those early years after Jesus. Yeah. So today we're reading um, from one of these letters that he wrote to a church in Philippi. Um, and he writes to churches to try and encourage them to sometimes challenge them, as Chris has, says, um, Chris has said. And uh, today we are um, reading a section where Paul starts by reflecting on his life before Jesus and specifically the life that Chris is referring to, where he was part of this um, Pharisaic group where he was um, an elite religious leader, essentially. Um, and he's reflecting on that and comparing it to what he has discovered in Jesus. So here we go. We're reading today from Philippians 3, verse 7 to 14. And uh, if you want to follow along, you can listen along. If you are in the car or walking or whatever you're doing, or if you are at home or sitting at your desk and you want to grab a digital or physical copy of the Bible, go ahead. We are in Philippians 3, 7 to 14. So here we go. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or that I have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I love this. I love these verses, Becky. We're going to dig around in them in just a second. Is it worth us just talking about two or three words there that um, that kind of we may just need to get explained when we're trying to understand the context, which is the first of the the things that we try to do here. So law, law. Uh, Paul there is referring to the the law that we I, I mentioned earlier when I'm talking about the the religious laws, the Jewish religious laws of which he would have been living under and trying to uh, kind of almost like earn his status with God by keeping the law. So that's the law. What about righteousness? That's another word we find in here that we talked a little bit about before. Yeah. So so Paul says not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, and basically he's saying not having a right standing or a right way of being not having a goodness of my own that comes from my ability to obey the law yeah. is what he's saying essentially isn't it and we'll come back to that won't we because that was how people got righteousness up until jesus and so that's a really important thing and then we're going to talk about this word garbage because that's a very polite uh translation isn't it of a word that meant like not not garbage <laughs> really did it it it, it meant poo is what we're really talking about and our listeners i'm sure can think of better words or or more kind of um abrupt words for that that, that may have been used so so paul is saying i consider this 
crap really for the sake of what i've now found is that, is that yeah he's, he's using really strong yes. and like quite shocking language to like he's being really hugely dismissive of everything that was before which is really interesting and we'll talk more about why he's being so extreme about putting aside what he used to be like in order to talk about what he has now in jesus yeah 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 good so, so we we are asking these questions, Becky, throughout these these podcasts. We talked a little bit about context. Anything else you want to say about context before we move on? Well, I think it's just it's really important for us to see that that Paul is really explicitly saying that everything I did as a Pharisee, I have now put behind, and I don't even consider it worth doing anymore. All that law abiding, working really hard at being an excellent Pharisee, I've now put that to one side, and that that's that's surprising for us as we read it isn't it because that's not what we expect a leader of churches to say right yeah 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 and all his life again i think it's difficult to overstate how big a thing this is for paul how big a transformation he has had because you know this would literally have been all his life from his very youngest days you know people were kept in uh, uh school religious school based on their performance and their ability to memorize things and all that kind of stuff and every year the sort of lowest people in the class were siphoned off or whatever so you know to become an elite pharisee really was like the the, the elite of the elite and he would have worked so hard all his life to kind of get there so it, it's yeah, it is shocking to hear him say look that's i consider all of that rubbish compared to what I found. So, yeah, that's really important. The other thing I wanted just to reference here is is we find another kind of race analogy here, which we talked about before on this podcast. Paul quite likes his kind of sporting analogies. And he, again, in context here, we get this idea of winning a prize, pressing ahead to win the prize for which good, which, again, people he was writing to would have really understood that idea of, of kind of running a, a race to win a prize. So we're back into into that sort of language again. Yeah. Mm. So let's move on to our next question, then, that we like to ask in this podcast, which is what's the point? What's actually going on here? What's being said in this passage? How do you read it, Chris? What's going on? Yeah, well, I think we've kind of alluded to it a little bit already. Paula, Paul, and I, when I read this, um, I, I, you can kind of sense in these words this sort of passion. I, I, you know, Paul might not necessarily have been literally writing this. He might have been dictating this. But I imagine whether he was writing it and the words kind of coming out really fast or whether he was just dictating it, you know, he's almost speeding up through these words. That's how I imagine it, um, because he's so passionate about this stuff that he's talking about. But he's he's really trying to to point out to everybody that that the worldly gains, including uh, worldly religious stuff that he would have been in before, are nothing, absolutely nothing compared to what he has discovered in Jesus and what what he would want uh, his readers or listeners, as this was read out, to have understood too. But the other thing that really strikes me from this, what the point thing is, he talks about the resurrection. Uh, And again, we've said over and over again, this resurrection thing is really important in this idea of heaven. You've got the resurrection of Jesus and then that promise of resurrection for all Jesus' followers at some point in the future. So he wants to know Jesus, he says in verses ten. In verse 10, I want to know the power of his resurrection to sort of join with him in his sufferings, which means to kind of um, uh, take on 
what Jesus was doing when Jesus was dying on the cross, that forgiveness and salvation we've talked about. And through that, somehow, still a little bit of a mystery to Paul, it seems, obtaining that ultimate goal of heaven, that resurrection from the dead. And he alludes to that again in verse 14. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. So there's this dynamic going on, which we've re referenced before, looking back to what Jesus did when Jesus was on earth through his death and resurrection and looking forward to the promise of heaven. Mm. Yeah, I think those two passages that you've just pulled out there are so critical in us understanding what Paul's trying to communicate here, because he's contrasting the way that he used to live which was very much a earning based yeah. system that he was living in. So if you can attain a certain level of excellence in obedience to the law, then you're in a good position with God and you're in a great position to inherit eternity. And now he's saying, actually, the goal I'm now fixed on is knowing Jesus, becoming more like Jesus, sharing in what Jesus has for me, being transformed by Jesus. And then he says, and somehow, therefore, attaining the resurrection of the dead so he switched who he's relying on and we've talked a little bit about this earlier in the podcast he switched who he's relying on in order to get his place with god and get his place with heaven from himself and what he can earn to jesus and i think that's so emphatic in this passage that he's saying do you know what all that stuff i tried to do myself and i worked hard at nothing now now that I know Jesus, I am fully fixed on him earning me my place in everything that God's doing in the world and everything God will do in the next life as well, and not myself. That's so good. Yeah. I said I said uh, in my talk in the third part of the Heaven series that there is a transfer of trust going on here from trusting uh, in ourselves, and Paul's, in, in Paul's case, in the religious laws and kind of strict adherence to that. He's, he's kind of taking that trust and instead putting it on Jesus. And I quite like that language of a transfer of trust from us being good enough somehow and trying really hard to earn our way into heaven and trusting in that kind of scheme to actually transferring our trust onto Jesus and what he's done. I love that yeah. Uh, language. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think a, a part of that that Paul would make explicit and makes more explicit in other passages as well when he talks about this is that he could never have attained full perfection and that's and he and he's already admitting that towards the end of the passage he talks about um yes there's something that jesus has won for me but he says not that i've already obtained all this i've not arrived at my goal i press on to take hold of that for which christ jesus first took hold of me so again he's like living with this tension of i know that i can't make it on my own and i know that i'm never going to get to perfection by myself and let's be honest all of us listening to this we're never going to be good you know if yeah. there was a good enough would we ever do it no because we can't even live up to our own ambitions for each day can we let alone live up to god's ambitions for our lives yeah um and paul has discovered in jesus a way to uh receive and be gifted everything that he could never earn for himself so good and actually, for, for me, that leads us really nicely into the what's the difference question. Uh, so I've got two what's the difference here. One is if you are if you would say, look, I'm not a Jesus follower, I'm not a Christian, but I'm interested in all of this, I'm kind of wanting to explore all of this. Well, right here is the kind of heart of um, the Christian message, really. If you want to know what um, the Christian message is kind of all about and has right at its heart, it's right here um, uh, that nothing we can do can earn us 
a right standing with God, but what Jesus has done uh, makes it possible for us to stand right uh, with God. So I think the difference, if you're a person exploring faith, is we would just want you to know in that journey of exploration, this is the heart of the Christian faith. And kind of what sets the Christian faith apart, I think, is that it's nothing that we've done. Um, but if you if you would say you're a Jesus follower, there's, there's, you, there is a kind of tension here between Paul saying, look, I've received this free gift, but I am pressing on. So like out of... Uh, motivation that comes from what Jesus has done, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying to live my life uh, for uh, Jesus. There's a challenge here, I think, uh, to sacrificial living, but not to earn my place in heaven, but at, because it's promised and guaranteed for me, stored up for me, is language we've used on this podcast before. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press on and I'm going to sacrifice things and and i'm going to respond to that challenge um because of what's already been done for me so for me there were two two kind of different groups of people perhaps in this what's the difference thing that might be important yeah yeah we have to you know this passage just screams of like we have to abandon this mindset that says we've got to earn our way into um what god has for us we've got to earn our way into being good with god and especially if we are sort of in that stage of faith or maybe lack of faith where we're thinking well you know if god was real could i begin to explore that could i begin to approach him could i begin to pray things like that we might have this feeling of like oh but i i better like demonstrate to god that i'm taking him really seriously first and like do some stuff that might sort of impress him or like um you know to know that like we just we just can't earn our way there that's a free gift that's available to us is is approaching a relationship with god um and that's such a critical mindset shift isn't it from going from feeling like we've got to earn it to accepting that offer of relationship um, yeah and and I, I think i think this too i think that if paul could say this with all the horrific things that paul has done in his life when perhaps we feel and sometimes people might not um, be exploring a relationship with God, an intimate relationship with God, because they think, well, I'm not, I'm not a good enough person, or I've done this, that, or the other in my life. Well, you know, Paul was right up there with people who had done horrific things, and yet um, he was still able to experience that grace and that gift, uh, that free gift of not having to earn anything from from God. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a really important thing to reiterate if people are, are worried about that today so in each episode we ask this question with varying results let's be honest <laughs> which is what is the tweet what's the very short two sentence one sentence version of this that helps us to like package it up in our own minds and also maybe share it with some other people as well have you got a tweet for today chris yes i so well i have tried to use this race kind of metaphor stuff that paul is using here and I've got something like this. Jesus and what he's done is the start line. Heaven is the finish line. And in between, I'll run the race with everything I've got. Whoa. So Jesus and what he's done is the start line. Heaven is the finish line. And in between, I'll run the race with everything I've got. Mm. I'm, so the bit I'm not so sure about there, if I'm completely honest, is Jesus and what he's done is the start line. I mean, I believe that. <laughs> but that, I wonder whether that's saying enough about that um it's certainly 
uh, receiving that gift of Jesus in his death and his resurrection is the start start starting pistol if you like of the of the Christian race I guess so I'm trying to get something there yes. but somebody may be able to uh, post on social media something that uh, is a bit better than that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. That's where I'm heading. But with I like my tweet. what you're conveying that, that Jesus, it's Jesus's initiative which yeah. begins our journey to heaven, not something that we do in our own lives. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. I like that. What about you? I have. Let's see. My getting to heaven has everything to do with Jesus and very little to do with me. And then I've done a little metaphor thing with the race as well, but in a different way. He is the champion of heaven and being with him and bringing others to him is the prize. Yeah, like that, like that. So we've both tried in those tweets, haven't we, to get that balance that Paul is referencing here between receiving as a free gift what we can't earn, but then that actually does mean something in terms of doing something um, while we wait for heaven um, and the day we get to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So finally, then, what's next? So I think there's maybe the, the step one of this, um, especially if you're um, newer to faith or exploring faith, is to kind of look at the ways in which you are trying to earn your way mm. into um, relationship with God, into being part of a faith community, anything like that, like address the ways in which you're trying to earn your way into that and allow a passage like this to teach you to accept the offer of grace. And grace is, I mean, there's so many different ways that people define grace. I don't know if you have a shorthand version of it, but people talk about like the unmerited favor or unconditional positive regard i've heard it being said oh, okay. that um there is nothing that we can do that makes us in better standing or worse standing with god that he is pouring out like just yeah unmerited favor that is nothing that we deserve or earn he gives to us and he gives us abundantly more than we could deserve or earn and that actually has an effect on our lives yeah do you have like a good way of when people ask about grace chris well i think it's a it's a free gift of jesus uh through his heavenly father um that uh, enables us to be in right standing with god I, I, loads and loads of words that because 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 it's such an amazing thing grace i think it, I, we always worry if we try to put it in a single sentence that we're not giving it enough credit so unconditional the unconditional and free uh, gift of um of salvation really of being lifted too good enough um, because of the um, uh, actions of Jesus on the cross. That's not short at all. <laughs> That's good, <then. laughs> So I had the same as you. So, so really, what's next? Uh, if you if you haven't yet received that gift of grace, we'd always want to help you if we can to, to with that, or encourage you on your journey. Just encourage you to receive it right here, right now. But here's something that here's a challenge I had for those who would call themselves Jesus followers. What if we built a habit, and we 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 tried this for the rest of the week. We built a habit of starting every day as soon as we woke up. Uh, thank Thanking God for the gift of grace in Jesus and asking him to help us run the race today. I just I wonder what difference that would make to our lives if we actually started every day uh, with that uh, in mind. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that 
something that's at the end of this passage, isn't it? Like fixing our eyes yeah. on the ultimate prize yeah. and like just moving in that direction. And we've talked in earlier episodes, haven't we, about how that gives us purpose to live with that end in mind. And that's an exciting way to start the day, isn't yes, it? To it say is. like, okay, this is the direction I'm moving in today. Yeah, sets the context for everything yeah. else that's going to happen that day. That's really cool. That's really cool. So, yeah, I think that's a great way to wrap this up. If that's a, a next step for you is um, fixing your eyes on that. Um, maybe beginning tomorrow, the day after you've listened to this episode, like build that habit in the morning of, okay, God, I'm living in the light of your grace to me today. And I'm fixing my eyes on on the prize that you've won for me. I'm heading in the direction of Jesus and in the direction of heaven today. Um, yeah, what a difference that could make. And we would love to hear about the difference that that might make in your life as you begin to build that habit into your morning. That would be really cool. We'd love to know how that's working out for you. And uh, yeah, we will continue and pick this conversation up in a future episode. And by future, I mean, it's literally coming out again tomorrow. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll see you in the next episode. We'll catch up with everybody soon.